everybody and welcome to this brand new IT security podcast. Every episode we'll be looking at elements of the SOC or security operations, but also conversations with various different guests looking at other areas within the IT industry. You're listening to SOC Tales. I'm top 9% on TriHackMe and I don't even know how to open a terminal. I was really hesitant when we set up Discord. Tell me about sexism. <laughs> the GDPR stuff can be the bane of my existence sometime. My name is Matt Ford, I'm the host of Socktales and welcome to this particular episode of Socktales BS where we look at a brief summary of the IT security news over the previous week. So pull up a chair, uh, go grab a coffee and we'll crack on. So let's start with the supply chain attack at 3CX. So 3CX is a telecommunications company uh, looking at uh, PBX software effectively and what we saw was uh, March 29th, uh, CrowdStrike released a blog discussing this particular supply chain attack uh, involving the software um, that uh, 3CX used called the 3CX desktop app. Now what it looks like is this particular installer uh, hosted on the developer's website uh, installs an application which has two malicious binaries included in it which ultimately runs some shellcode, loader backdoor, C2 connections, yada yada, all that nice fancy stuff. So um, this was something that was picked up by the uh, security community uh, as a whole, not just CrowdStrike, Sentinel-1 picked it up, uh, Palo Alto Networks picked it up as well, but a lot of various different end users, uh, security users as well, were making comments on the 3CX forum. And initially, uh, Nick Galea, um, CEO, CTO, founder, uh, kind of played it down a little bit and said, look, you know, this is nothing to do with us. We're not responsible for the large number of antivirus vendors out there and how they are looking at our software. I suggest you go and speak to them. It was then uh, quickly discovered uh, that we did, in fact, have um, some malicious DLLs in here. There was a C2 connection home. Um, and looking at some of the information in there, uh, there's a very interesting timeline as well because some of the DLLs um, look like they've been uh, created around about November last year. Part of the C2 connection is a, a GitHub repository where it's connecting back to icon files. Um, and those particular files look like they were put up there around about beginning of December last year as well. So there's a really interesting timeline um, when you kind of look at this. Uh, the, the response from 3CX has been better since then. They've been very, very transparent um, and publicly updating their forum, uh, communications on uh, their website, on social media to say, look, you know, we've um, brought in Mandiant from an incident response perspective. We're taking a look at this. We're taking it seriously. Um, here's some details of what you can do. Here's a workaround. Here are the, the, the version numbers that are affected as part of this. This is what we suggest you go and do while we go and get some more information and find out what's going on. Uh, some people were a little bit um, uh, uh, dismissive, I guess, at the start of some of their communication. I, I think a lot of people kind of want the moon on a stick. I think looking at what uh, Nick and the team have put out for me... Um, a social media perspective and a communications perspective I think is very good certainly compared to some of the other kind of breaches and other bits of information that we see out there at times so that's a, so that's a good thing um, something else to uh, just kind of bear in mind when we are looking at this particular malware is we still don't really have uh, huge information on um, exactly how these malicious libraries were included in this particular installer. We've done some work, uh, that, that, as I say, we, the security industry, have done some work on picking some of this information out. 
where is it, where has it come from, what's it been doing. Um, there's also a reference potentially through to a threat actor in North Korea. But before we get into that, uh, let's just have a quick update in my fantastic text-to-speech uh, from Nick himself. We are still working to decipher the full extent of the attack and we promise full transparency as soon as we are clear on everything. We don't want to jump the gun and make wrong assumptions. We continue to offer our very sincere apologies to all our partners and customers worldwide. The entire 3CX team continues to work around the clock. Well, thanks, Nick, for that particular update. Uh, if this is something that has affected you, if you do have this software, I do suggest keeping up to date with their forum. I also suggest having a look at the blog articles for the various different IOCs to be able to utilize within your particular environment. Now, I mentioned as well, just before we heard from Nick there, um, that this has potentially been attributed to a threat actor in North Korea. CrowdStrike have publicly attributed this um, to this particular group called Labyrinth Kalima. We have seen other uh, blog articles, including uh, those from Huntress Labs that have mentioned that the RC4 key um, has been previously associated with this particular ransomware group and this has been used by North Korea threat actors, um, which does suggest that there is a link through to this particular uh, ransomware group. Um, this will be something that will be uh, ticking along, I guess, for the next couple of weeks as well. Um, so it'll be, again, really interesting to see what's going on and see what more information we get out of 3CX. Now, I want to talk about breach forums again. So we mentioned this last week, and there's a couple of interesting kind of developments on this over the past few days. Um, for those of you that have listened to one of the um, uh, interview uh, sessions that we have with Amir from SOS Intel, again, big shout out to him. Uh, there's been a lot of really interesting stuff on their Twitter feed for this week certainly around breach forums uh, and some of the 3CX stuff as well. We talk a little bit about um, OPSEC and how to keep yourself safe on the dark web, how the fact that you're not necessarily completely anonymous, and there's various different ways in which they can track you. Now, when I was talking about breach forums last week, I said, look, you know, this guy's been arrested, didn't really want to mention his name, didn't really want to glamorize it. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to change my viewpoint on that for this because this is one of those areas where OPSEC has been their downfall. You would expect somebody that's running a forum uh, that is providing and selling breach data uh, to be able to have this decent operational security and uh, maybe not. So the gentleman that was arrested was a guy called Connor Fitzpatrick and there was various different reports over the course of this week to say that one of the ways in which the FBI caught up with him is there were some blog posts and <clears throat> some communications rather uh, between him and uh, some of the other admins on the breach forum site uh, that the FBI uh, got hold of in any way in which you think the FBI get hold of things. Um, but part of that was him having a communication to say, look, I've put an email address into uh, Troy Hunt's Have I Been Pwned? And uh, I'm not particularly seeing this email address come in here. And the email address that he gave was Connor Fitzpatrick, uh, a few numbers I think there, if I remember correctly, at gmail.com. And 
this allowed the FBI to obviously do a bit more digging, tracking. I don't really know how the ins and outs of the FBI work, uh, but you can imagine that um, you know being able to directly attribute this activity through to Connor uh, was a key part of that. And they also picked up records of IP addresses, VPN connections, um, where there were some similarities on where they were connecting to, from, onto the bridge forums, um, and being able to you know attribute that directly through to Connor. So it looks like there's been um, quite a significant fail there from him on um, the OPSEC side of things. It's quite quite easy, I guess, to be able to uh, to comment from this side of the microphone, uh, but certainly on the outside, depending on how much you believe from uh, you know some of the FBI uh, information that's out there, um, his complete arrest affidavit is online. Uh, feel free to go and take a look. It's a really interesting read, uh, and there's a lot of this information that is uh, that is out there. Um, one of the other things that has actually been picked up this week is the fact that uh, breach forums looks like it's kind of gone back online. So one of the other admins, Baphomet, said initially, look, you know, we're not going to to bring this back. We're done. We've had enough. And this week we have the Pwned forums come on. Um, and, you know, they are suggesting that they have a, an unparalleled level of operational security, which is really interesting, given what we were just talking about there with Connor. Um, and looking at a superior user experience compared to previous forums like raid forums and breach forums. Now that's directly from one of the admins that has listed a, a post on this particular forum. Uh, it's available on the clear web. Now, there's a couple of areas here which are really interesting in the fact that there are two very slightly different domain names for this, uh, one with an S, one without an S, which go to two completely different pages, um, which is really interesting. So, you know, make up your mind on, on exactly what they are. Uh, and the other aspect of that is for the pain forums with an S, um, they have said that they will honor the rank that you had on raid forums or breach forums. So if you had paid to be a VIP um, or such like on one of those particular forums uh, where you're downloading and distributing some of this breach data, um, uh, and a lot of the downloading of that data is uh, uh, you know, kind of linked through to the number of credits you've got, how much you can download, which obviously you could, you could pay for. Now, the new owners that have, uh, have set up, or the admins rather, that have set up this particular forum have said, um, if you give us a screenshot of the email confirmation from your PayPal or coin payments, um, when you purchase the rank, and we will restore that rank for you. Now, that all sounds great, fantastic, sounds like there's clearly a link somewhere along the lines between raid forums, breach forums, um, and this particular new one that's been set up. Very interestingly though, Baphomet has then come out and said this. None of the new forums are related to us, and I do not provide any information on our users for them to confirm your previous identity within our community. Feel free to join these forums, just be cautious as always. Which I have to say is a really interesting take on this, is the fact that Baphomet has come out and he or she has said actually this is nothing to do with us and the information that this new forum may have to help 
confirm your identity from a VIP perspective, it wasn't given to them by, by us. So uh, use that information as you see fit. Feel free to join the forum, fine. Now some are suggesting, some may have suggested last week that this was gonna happen, that this is gonna be a honeypot, this is gonna be an FBI sting job. They've set this particular forum up, they've made it look very similar, they've used some of the same terminology, they've made a big point about talking about how their OPSEC is gonna be very, very different, which is really interesting given um, the other information that's come out around Connor and the way that the FBI uh, maybe managed to catch him and get hold of him on this one. Uh, this is a story that I think will just keep giving for the next couple of weeks and sounds like a bit of a roller coaster. So again, be good to see what happens with this um, and, uh, and some of the more information that's going to come out from this story. So lastly, for this particular episode of Socktails BS, I want to touch on something that the UK police have done. We talked a little bit about the feds and the US, but just pick something up from a blog post by Graham Cluley. If you've not, for the, if you've not, if you don't know who Graham Cluley is, then you know you may be living under a rock. Absolutely one of the best security bloggers that are out there. If you don't follow him, I suggest you do. Um, he put a blog up this week about how the UK police are uh, running fake DDoS for hire sites to collect details on cyber criminals. So if you're looking at doing some kind of distributed denial of service, you can jump onto one of these sites, and pay your 10 quid or whatever it is, or Bitcoin, however you want to do it, don't pay 10 Bitcoin, you'll be ripped off. But um, to be able to then send denial of service down to whichever target that you want. Um, on one of our uh, interview episodes, actually, when we talk to when we talk to um, to Nicola and Charlie, who run uh, Ikea, the online mud, this is something that they said was a bit of an issue for them with a DDoS perspective, and uh, people were using it to try and take them offline. Where you know they were a bit pissed off or something, and uh, and they wanted to try and take the game offline. So we have seen this a little bit, not just from that perspective, but for more nefarious aspects as well. Now, this particular uh, website uh, was listed as saying, yeah, you know, you can, you can pay your money, uh, give us some details of who you want to DDoS, how much do you want uh, sent down there, gigabytes, terabytes of data, whatever it is, how long do you want it to last, off you go. Now, news of this particular honeypot came to light after the, uh, the NCA, National Crime Agency, um, had then suddenly changed the front page uh, to say, look, you know, this is not on. Jimmy boy, this is illegal, and you know we've collected a substantial amount of data uh, for those that have accessed our domain. We were going to share this data with international law enforcement, and uh, basically expect a knock on your door because uh, you've been a very naughty girl or boy. So um, this is this is interesting as well. I mean, again, when we talked to Amir in one of the previous episodes, we talked a little bit about honeypots um, and where they kind of kind of uh, kind of sit. We kind of undenied a little bit about it. Yes, we thought they were out there. Yes, we'd maybe seen a few. Uh, how prevalent are they? We're not sure. Although we, th this is not unprecedented. We have seen this uh, in other areas. We have seen 
police that have arrested um, the uh, administrator of previous DDoS marketplaces in the past with a large number of users. Those users' details have then been used to uh, face arrest, criminal charges, um, and you know we have seen. Uh, that these DDoS attacks again, not just against, you know, kind of like online gaming, uh, but launched against school systems. For for example, uh, there was a uh, there was a previous history, a brief example where a couple of teenagers were doing this and launching a DDoS attack against their school system. So really interesting again to see that the UK police are out there doing what we need them to do, um, and you know, setting up these, uh, these these honeypots to be able to catch these cyber criminals. So next time. You're, uh, you're struggling with Call of Duty or Rocket League or Fortnite. Do people still play Fortnite? I don't know, I'm a bit older that. Um, and uh, and you're getting a little bit pissed off and you want to try and DDoS either the game or, or maybe one of your competitors, I would suggest you kind of think again. Well, thank you so much for listening to this episode of Socktails BS. Uh, there will be some more interviews coming up, actually, uh, within the next month or so. We're taking a little bit of a sabbatical while we get the next set of interviews uh, scheduled, and I obviously need to take some time to be able to edit those, but look for those coming in the future. We'll still be looking at doing these BS sessions uh, every week, um, so again, keep an eye out on that, but thank you for listening. We'll